Welcome to the Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. My name is Dr. Adriana Popescu. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and leader in the field of mental health, energy psychology, addiction, trauma, and empowerment. In this podcast, we will be exploring mental health from a variety of perspectives, from the spiritual to the shamanic and beyond. What if mental illness isn't everything we think it is? What if everything we see as a pathology is actually a possibility? What else is possible with mental health? Dr. Adriana Popescu here with another episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. I'm really excited to have with me as my guest today, Winnie Wang. She is a trauma-informed licensed acupuncturist, an intuitive healer, and a professor of acupuncture at Alhambra Medical University. Winnie is passionate about teaching people how to release the trauma from their bodies with traditional Chinese medicine and mindfulness meditations. She's also just come out with a book, Unlocking Light, and is going to be discussing transforming at your soul, heart, mind, energy, and body levels. Right up my alley here on the podcast. So welcome, Winnie. So happy to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Dr. Adriana, and everyone who is tuning into this podcast. I just want to start out saying I'm so grateful to be here, and I'm really grateful that all of you are tuning in, because really, if you guys don't listen, there's no point of us doing this. And <laughs> it is your listening that brings us the great joy. So thank you for tuning in. Yes, yes. Thank you, audience, and to all the supporters of the podcast. We we love that you support us so much. So, um, so let's get started. You know, I always like to ask my guests first and foremost, what got you into this work? What drew you to this type of work? Tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah. So in two thousand nine, I had a spinal injury, and imagine. You can't even sit in the chair for ten minutes. You basically feel like a loser. You can't do all the things that you used to do, like play tennis, practice martial arts, dancing, walking. You can't even recline on the movie theater chair. And so, a couple years later, I was in major anxiety and depression, feeling like, okay, I can never graduate myself from this physical handicap. And then a little voice in me said, "No, Winnie, there's a way through every block. There's a can you create a possibility for you?" And that's when I started going to acupuncture school because. Acupuncture is very effective at treating any kind of lower back pain, hip pain, knee pain, ankle pain, shoulder pain, neck pain, and I had all of those things.、Mm-hmm. So that's how I started my career as a healthcare provider. And later, I discovered the body keeps the score, which means that. Every single patient that walks into my office, they have childhood trauma, and some of them have me too, and maybe they have immigration trauma, maybe they have discrimination trauma. They everyone is packed with trauma, and while I am performing acupuncture on others, I discovered that acupuncture is actually very effective at. Physically releasing the trauma. 
from the body, the organs, the meridians. It's so amazing that I, instead of just being, we call GP general practitioner of acupuncture, I just specialize in releasing trauma. So that's become my bread and butter. Wow. Yeah. So there's so many questions I want to ask you about that. Um, first, maybe it would be helpful for the audience, for anyone who doesn't really know much about acupuncture, can you just give us an overview of what acupuncture is and how it works? You mentioned things like meridians. Not everyone might know what that is. Exactly. Thank you for that question. So imagine you go to a dentist because you have cavity and you're really in a lot of pain. There's really two reasons why you had cavities. One is because maybe you eat a lot of sweets and chocolate. And two is because if you don't do a good job brushing teeth, then that leads to cavities. So there are two things that create blockages in the body, right? So picture Google maps. Everybody has Google maps and know exactly what I'm talking about. Hmm. So. I live in Los Angeles and you can imagine there's quite a bit of traffic. <laughs> when you open Google map, there are these red lines. So that indicates that there's traffic jam. Mm -hmm. So the body is kind of like Google maps. There are traffic jam where there are blockages. That means that the energy is not able to flow freely. It's very, very slow or maybe even completely blocked. Mm-hmm. And so what happens when you go to an acupuncturist is they look at your body and they say, oh, these are, you know, like Google maps. These are the places where you have traffic jam. Mm -hmm. So we do diagnosis where we discover where the blockages are. And then we are like the traffic cops. We're like, okay, go here, go there. Okay. Instead of this highway, take the local, you know, do something else. And by redirecting traffic, we're cleaning the pathway so that imagine instead of everybody taking the same road and making it red, we're saying, okay, go other places. And so the, the body is restored to a free flowing state. That's a great description of it. Yes. I've never heard that before. And the meridians are basically the different roads and, and highways, right? The exactly. pathways along which that, that energy flows. And this is all based on very traditional, um, ancient healing methods, right? Traditional Chinese medicine has been around, what, 5,000 years or more? It's really not rocket science. <laughs> the way I want to explain the anxiety and depression, it's kind of like an elevator. Mm -hmm. So anxiety, it's like, I can't fall asleep because I have all this energy in my head, all these conversations going on. And depression is kind of like the opposite. I can't get out of bed because I feel tired all the time and I just don't have energy to go to a restaurant or go make a phone call to a friend. So imagine your body, your energy is like an elevator going up and down. So anxiety is that the elevator stuck in the, in the top floor and depression is like the energy stuck on the bottom floor, right? So, and the solution is so simple. 
it's almost free. The, the best medicine is free, isn't it? <laughs> so if you're depressed, get some sun on your, the top of the head, mm -hmm. because what that's actually doing is directing the chi to go up. Mm -hmm. So that's the opposite. Meanwhile, if you have anxiety, put, give yourself a bubble bath, right? Like ground that energy down to your feet. Take mm -hmm. off your shoes and put your feet into the grass and bring that energy down. So I think that whether you know it or not, every day when you go out into the sun and every day when you take a bubble bath, you're already playing with energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, and I think I'm, I'm glad you brought up the point about anxiety and depression because I oftentimes, you know, I do a lot with energy work myself. I, I actually don't use needles, I, I use, you know, manual percussion on acupuncture points as part of EFT emotional freedom techniques. And one of the things that I, you know, when I'm explaining the history of where this comes from in, in the tradition of China, you know, traditional Chinese medicine, I say, well, you know, if you went to the Chinese medicine doctor, they wouldn't necessarily with like anxiety or depression or something, they wouldn't just sit there and talk with you about your problems like we in the West you know, as mind doctors, we're just talking about, you know, things. And I don't see where that necessarily includes the body. That's just, you know, talking up like a dog chasing its tail is my joke, right? We're not getting into like what's happening energetically and what's happening in the body. And so much now I'm realizing that these holistic approaches are really what's required to help people heal. And that just talking alone is insufficient. I'm curious what your thoughts are about that. You're absolutely right. Talking alone is not going to solve the complete picture. Although I do want to say that talking therapy is extremely important. Remember my cavity analogy, it's just, you go to an acupuncturist, it's like getting your teeth clean, mm -hmm. but then you need to eat less chocolate or change some of your habits. And that habit changing is what happens when you go to talk therapist and you're unpacking some of the patterns that you have with yourself. Mm -hmm. And I also want to say that EFT tapping is so effective because you are able to stimulate your own body. So, what is the value that an acupuncturist bring is that you are receiving chi from an external source mm -hmm. because sometimes the blockages are so great. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but a lot of my friends who love tapping, they tap, 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 and they feel great. But 24 hours later, they feel bad again. And I don't mean acupuncture lasts forever, but acupuncturists might last longer because you are getting an infusion of chi from an external sauce source. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, tell us about what do we now know? Uh, because I think, you know, again, having done tapping for many, many years, I mean, I started over 20 years ago. We, we didn't have a scientific an explanation of what was going on. We definitely could talk about the blockages in the flow of chi. And then I could have to say, sometimes I would say that to clients. And they'd be like, woo woo, you're out there. That's really weird stuff. But now I think, you know, especially since um, 
we're able to do scans of the brain and we have a better understanding now of how acupuncture works. I think the science is now really supporting it as well. Do you have anything you want to say about that piece? Because I think people are so much more open after they hear that there's actually a scientific explanation for how this works. Yes. So the way I experience acupuncture and tapping is I have to explain a little bit about the law of yin yang and also the five elements. Mm. So basically, very simply, something is out of balance. So for example, if I'm always doing doing and I have a really long to do list and every day I check my emails and I, I think about what work I can do, I'm in my masculine energy. If I think about what fun I'm going to have, which beach I'm going to go to, what, how I'm going to spend my day at the spa and massage, I'm relaxing, playing, cooking, that's I'm in my feminine energy. So because we have had thousands of years of patriarchy, most people value making money, being productive, building a resume, looking like we're winning on social media, posting pictures of ourselves and, you know, just showing off. A lot of us are, are doing that. I'm not saying we are, but I'm just saying a lot of us are. And so we have this imbalance. It's almost like if we have more dollars in the masculine energy and fewer fewer dollars on the feminine energy. And this creates a yin yang imbalance. So when we do acupuncture or tapping, we are restoring number one, the yin yang balance, the balance between working and resting. Mm -hmm. So five elements, is where each of the emotion is trapped in a particular organ of the body. For example, anger is trapped in the liver and fear is trapped in the kidney. Very often women tend to have a lot of suppressed anger while men tend to have a lot of suppressed fear. So, and the hair and also the semen has to do with the kidney element, which is water, while menstrual blood and the eyes have to do with liver, which is the wood element. So it's kind of like chicken or egg because women, we lose menstrual blood every month so we are more likely to hold grudges in our body. Men, oh my God, during the COVID, I've had clients come to me who watch three to four hours of porn a day. And unfortunately they have lost a lot of the male essence while they were watching such videos. And so they come, they have bladder sensitivity, they have receding hairline, they feel tired all the time and you know, so they have other kinds of problems. And isn't it interesting? Men, we expect them to be strong, isn't it? Mm -hmm. 
So it's not safe for them to appear weak, to appear vulnerable. So they can't share their fears with other people. So this fear that isn't shared just grows bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's why we have receding hairline in men, but not so much in women. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, women, we already lose menstrual blood every month. And we're expected to smile and be a nice girl and look perfect all the time. And so women, it's not safe for us to be angry. When we are angry, we're labeled bitchy and all these negative names, bossy, right? So we women don't often express our anger. And that's why we have all this breast cancer, ovarian cysts, chronic UTI, all this kind of repro female reproductive issues, right? So when clients come to me, usually they come with erectile dysfunction, they come with bladder sensitivity, and they come with chronic UTI, or they come with ovarian cysts. So in order for me to help them with their physical symptom, we actually have to do the shadow work to unpack the fear and the anger that was trapped in the organs. And so I know a lot of people are like, okay, give me the hard science mm -hmm. as to how acupuncture works. And I'm going to tell you that I have four science degrees and two from MIT. I'm a hacker. <laughs> My clients come to me if they have chronic UTI, they don't really care if it's woo woo or a <laughs> science, they just want the chronic UTI to go away. Yeah. And so for me, I'm very, very practical doctor. I don't need to explain to you if why this works and whatever, let's just get straight to it. Let's just make it go away. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really passionate about educating the public. If you want to know if an ice cream is sweet, taste it. I can spend all day telling you why an ice cream tastes good, why you should taste an ice cream, but why don't you just taste the ice cream yourself? <laughs> right? Until your tongue licks the ice cream, there's no words that I can tell you to explain how good this ice cream is. Mm -hmm. So I don't really like to spend a lot of time telling people this is the science of why eating ice cream is good. Just taste the ice cream. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Very pragmatic. Yes. Yeah. Um, I want to come back to something you said earlier when you were talking about working with trauma, because, you know, I obviously also work a lot with trauma and I think sometimes people have the misperception that trauma, you know, unless you've had like an accident, an injury, an illness or something that is a physical trauma, that I think people have this idea that trauma is psychological. But really, um, any trauma we experience, including emotional, uh, mental abuse, whatever it may be, even if it doesn't directly involve the body, the body is still affected by that trauma, right? Tell me a little bit about how acupuncture can help with that and what you see in working with clients, um, your clients who've had trauma. 
Okay, first I want to address that you probably have trauma that you don't even know. For example, imagine that a five-year-old daughter sees her mother crying. Maybe the mother waits till the daughter has already gone to bed and thinks that the daughter has already gone to bed and then she's crying and then the child hears the crying in the other room and feels hopeless. I love my mom, but I feel so powerless. There's nothing I can do for my mom. So I want to ask everyone, what is their relationship with their mother? Are they kind of avoiding their mother? You know, why we have so many men watching porn instead of finding real love is because a lot of them have unhealed mother wounds. A lot of men are afraid of women, mm. afraid of a woman crying, afraid of feeling powerless, like I can't do anything to make this woman feel better. Mm -hmm. And then the man also afraid of the woman's anger. When she's PMSing, she just calls me out and she speaks the truth. <laughs> and then, you know, we, we, we like to say the woman is moody when really the woman's just speaking the truth. Mm -hmm. And the reverse is also true. I have so many girlfriends, they're 40 something and they're so single. They keep finding faults with men. Oh no, this one, I don't want to have as a boyfriend that, you know what? He is not going to commit. Oh, you know what? That guy is going to cheat on me. Oh, and that guy doesn't reply to my text message 24 hours after I send them so that I don't want to date that guy. If he loves me after the date, he should have sent me a text within 24 hours after we would go on a date. Mm -hmm. We laugh because there's actually a lot of people like that. Yes. <laughs> Women who just said no to this guy, no to that guy, no to this guy. And so at the end of the day, it's because they have unhealed father wound. Maybe their father was emotionally unavailable. And so subconsciously they are programmed to believe that men are not available. Mm-hmm. So you might think, oh, you know, I've never had, I didn't go to Afghanistan. I don't have, you know, veteran trauma. I didn't see anybody die. You might think I've never been a me too. I've met, never been physically abused, mm -hmm. but imagine that something could have happened between your age zero to seven, where you watch your mother and father fight and you formed a certain opinion about men are mm -hmm. maybe unavailable women are difficult and annoying okay so these conversation affect our ability to have intimacy as adults yes mm -hmm. and imagine that these things are trapped in 
as I said, the liver and the kidney. And so when you go see an acupuncturist and you get, oh my God, if you go to the dentist twice a year, why are you not going to the acupuncturist at least twice a year just for tune-up? Mm-hmm. And by the way, if you have like an active condition, maybe it should be, you know, two times a week. It, it just depends. To me, I say two times a year, that's like bare, bare, bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Yes. And how does then... So basically that energy of trauma that's locked in different organs, essentially when you're putting the needles in those acupuncture points, that is allowing that trauma energy to get unstuck and released. Yeah. So you need a combination of talk therapy and acupuncture because acupuncture is like removing the blockage from the body. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you have cavities, the dentist can remove the cavities and give you a deep dental cleaning. But unless you change the way you you eat chocolate, right, if you keep eating chocolate, there is no dentist in the world that can overcome your habit of eating chocolate. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so people have unrealistic expectation perhaps on what an acupuncturist can and cannot do. Okay, they they try for six months and then they're like, oh, I still have anxiety and depression. That's because healing is 50% your responsibility and 50% the, the help of a professional. Mm-hmm. You've got to take charge and ownership of your 50%, right? So I really love and advocate the multi-modality approach because you need a talk therapist and an acupuncturist and many other different modalities so that you can cover all the bases. And that's why I collaborated a book called Unlocking Light with four other authors Mm -hmm. because I really want everyone to try as many modalities out there as possible because healing trauma is not a one-way street. It's not like here's the street and you walk down the street and you get there. There's no such thing. Right. It's a a discovery journey, right? You, You try this modality and you try that modality and you try this and you try and you know what works and what doesn't work for you, right? So the only thing that I really want you to walk away with is be Mm open-minded and have a lot of fun because I think a lot of people think, oh my God, going to therapy is so hard and I have to talk about my problems. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing, truth liberates yeah there's nothing more liberating than the truth Mm -hmm. it might sting in the beginning and it might suck a little bit but then you're like oh my god now i have freedom yes well i think the thing that often stops people is fear right people are afraid of pain I think that even stops people from trying acupuncture. I mean, so many people are afraid of the needles. They're afraid of uh, it's going to hurt. 
And I think that people come to my office with the same, you know, misperceptions or it's going to hurt. And it's, and I'm scared of that. I'm scared. I won't be able to handle it. How do you deal with that when it comes up for folks? That's a great question. What I have to say about that is pain is inevitable. You can be scared of it, but avoiding it only makes it worse. It's like, okay, I have a cavity. I can go to the dentist now, or I can go to the dentist three months from now. Delaying only makes the cavity worse. Maybe instead of one cavity, I now have three cavities because one cavity has spread to other areas. Also, I actually recently updated my website. I said, give love, not pain. Mm -hmm. Because if I have trauma and I don't heal myself, I'm going to give my trauma to my daughters. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it to my boyfriend, my husband, my clients, my parents, right? It's like, if you have COVID, you shouldn't go out to the world and spread it to others. You should stay home and heal yourself. And when you are not contagious, then go back out into the world. Mm -hmm. So if we have pain, we need to take the time to heal it so that we don't give our pain unconsciously to our daughters, our boyfriends, you know, we don't give it to other people. Right? So let's talk about anger, right? If I have anger and I just stuff it and suppress it and I don't heal it, I'm going to get angry at my daughters. And you know what? I used to do that. I was a resentful monster. And I also was a B-I-T-C-H to my ex-husband because I just stuffed my anger. Poor ex-husband. I'm sorry. I, I take ownership now and I can laugh about it. But, you know, eight years ago, I wasn't equipped to do the shadow work. And that's why I have this book called Honoring Darkness, Embrace Shadow Work to Nourish and Grow Your Power. Because until I did the shadow work, I'm like that person walking around with COVID and just giving it to everybody I love. It was terrible. Yeah, I don't think people fully understand that. They think that, you know, get over it. It's in the past. Whatever happened before, get over it, live in the present moment, don't look back. But the reality is, especially I think if we're talking about trauma, it's in the body. You can't just stuff it. There's no, where does it go? You're stuffing it into your body, right? So you have to, in order, I'm, I'm so with you, you know, we have to be willing to perhaps look at the pain Maybe we even need to feel some of the pain if we're going to heal and we don't then take it out on other people or carry it into the future. Because what I see with folks is when they have an unhealed thing, whether it's grief, whether it's um, depression, anxiety, trauma, what addiction, whatever it is, if you don't actually take proactive steps to heal it, uh, it's going to get worse. Not only is it going to stay, it's likely to get worse. There's a progression with it. Um, so, you know, we tend to see people at the rehab where I work when they've hit the crisis point, everything has fallen apart for them because they've avoided and suppressed pain, you know, psychological, emotional pain for so long. And they've been using drugs and alcohol to 
repress it more, that uh, everything falls apart. So it's not something we can really effectively avoid, in my opinion. Exactly. It hurts us and it hurts other people. Mm-hmm. And that's why I started this nonprofit called Compassion Transformation Community because I wanted to be able to offer some of these alternative modalities in a way to make this wellness accessible to all. Because, you know, I I think everyone knows that in America, we have a broken healthcare system. You know, you have to pay all this money to health insurance. And when you go to the doctor, mostly the doctor gives you pills, Mm -hmm. right? We have like an opioid crisis. We have a very high percentage of the population on antidepressants, especially after COVID. Mm-hmm. We have people with burnout and so many things when all we have to do is open our hearts and try some of these alternative modalities like tapping, and, you know, and other uh, modalities that we offer. So, yeah, I, I really, from the bottom of my heart, wish that everyone can check these things out, you know, any modality. Mm-hmm. Yes. And speaking of these more holistic approaches, um, I know that you also acknowledge the importance of spirituality. You know, we talk about the physical, mental and emotional, but what about the spiritual? That's an important piece of the conversation, too, that, again, I think gets missed a lot by, you know, Western psychology and medicine. So what's say a little bit about that? What's your view on the importance of spirituality and acknowledging that in the healing process? Great question. And I want to take a moment to circle back on trauma. Some people, they maybe go through a rape or they go through war. Something very traumatic happened and they don't want to talk about it. They want to pretend it never happened. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, there is no undo button. So everything we experience actually lives in our information field, our vibrational field. Mm -hmm. So this is where they say God sees every, everything. Okay. If you are Eastern philosophy, Taoist, Buddhist, we say that Akashic records keep track of everything, right? So everything is recorded. You can never unhear a song. You can never unwatch a movie. You can never unlive a certain part of your life experience. So when we're doing this trauma work, part of it is understanding there's no undo button. Mm -hmm. So then you're like, oh, darn, this sounds really hard. But no, there is grace. And this is the spiritual part, right? So... I want to tell everybody the gift of trauma. Number one is it helps us know ourselves and know other people, right? It instantly makes us relatable because, you know, if I cannot relate to other people's pain, I'm just stuck talking about, oh, how's the basketball game? How's the weather? How's the food? I won't have intimacy unless we have shared a vulnerable part of us, right? So sharing gives us intimacy. So that's gift number one. 
gift number two, it allows us to know our spiritual nature. And why I say that? Because healing is 50-50, 50% human effort and 50%, you can call this unconditional love, grace, God, higher power, whatever you want to call this invisible help. Now, as a very practical MIT engineer, I'm going to tell you this. If you want to open yourself to God and spiritual realm, it's like I put in $1 of effort and I get $2 of return. Mm -hmm. If I don't want to acknowledge that God exists, I put in a dollar of effort, I get a dollar in return. So therefore, mathematically, I want to say it really pays to open yourself to the spiritual because it's just free money. You don't have to work for it. You just have to ask and put out your hand and then you get the money. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I always, always encourage all of my clients. Yes. Do the human work, but also open to spiritual help because if somebody's going to do 50% of the work for you, let them do 50% of the work for you. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think it's so critical too. And I, and I think that, um, whenever we're dealing with any kind of condition, the kinds of things that our clients come to us for, whether it's a physical ailment or illness of some sort, um, or it's a psychological, uh, issue of some sort, either way, I think we have to be looking through the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual lens, because all of those aspects are impacted by the experience that you're having, you know, depression affects you spiritually, you lose your sense of meaning and purpose, trauma impacts you spiritually, you may very well, um, you know, post traumatic growth this new newer term that we've seen in the last 10 years or so. Um, post traumatic growth is talking about how you can grow spiritually as a result of having had a traumatic experience and healing from it. You can come out stronger. You can come out um, wanting to help other people who've been through similar things. It, it can give your life a new direction. That is spiritual. That, you know, I think people think sometimes we speak, think spiritual means I have to go to church and, and pray. And, and yes, that can be part of it, but that's not all of it. That's religion. You know, Spirituality is much bigger than that. Spirituality can be what you said earlier, going outside and putting your toes in the grass. Um, smelling the, the smell of the trees, uh, swimming in the ocean. I've, I've never felt such oneness as when I'm swimming in the ocean or laying in the ocean and the sun is beaming down on me in the water. I feel like I'm at one with all that is. Um, all of those experiences are profoundly healing and energetic too. They're energetic ex type experiences. There's an energy that comes from that. Exactly. I love everything that you said, you know, spirituality is in the roses. Mm -hmm. It's in the apples, you know, it's in our womb. Mm -hmm. And how very funny I was going to tell all the listeners, the three gifts of trauma, and you already covered the third before I had got ah. to it. <laughs> the, the, the third one is the purpose, mm -hmm. right? When we experience the growth and then we serve other people with the growth that we've had. So those are the three gifts. One is it helps us relate and connect and have intimacy with others. Two is it helps us discover our spiritual 
being. And third, it, it gives us the sole purpose that we can serve other people. So yeah, when we have the courage to lean into the pain, we're going to get these three gifts. So um, what I want to say is trauma already happened, right? So there's no, you can't undo it, but what you can do is get the gifts that come with it. Yes. Yes. If you're willing to face the shadow, if you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to face the fears and the pain and whatever, you can come out of it so much stronger, so much more connected, so much more whole. So uh, as you can tell audience, we're both big advocates of doing this kind of work. Um, when it's been such a rich conversation that we've had, if people want to find out more about you, your work, your nonprofit, your book that's coming out, where can they go? Yes, my website is mindfulhealingheart.com mindfulhealingheart.com. And from there, you can go to the navigation bar on the book, podcast, event, nonprofit. So I have, and also private session. I love to talk to you one-on-one -on -one or see you in some of my free group offerings. I love talking to people and listening. So absolutely welcome you guys to come inside one of the uh, group containers as well. Wonderful. Thank you for, for the work that you do and for the impact that you're making on the planet. You know, sometimes how we do is one by one, one person, it comes to our office and, and is willing to do the work. But all the people who are listening here today, you know, you guys all are part of creating the change in the world. And so I'm super grateful for you and your work. And I'm grateful for everyone who is listened up until or watched us up until now and um how what what are the infinite possibilities for healing out there in the world with all these wonderful modalities that that we are educating about so thank you winnie yeah thank you for the listeners and please share this podcast episode with as many of your friends as possible so that together we can create more possibilities Yes. Thanks everyone for tuning in. See you next time. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. This has been Dr. Adriana Popescu. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and share with others. To find out more about me, my guests, and more, please visit my website at adrianapopescu.org. See you next time.